Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? How was your Father's Day weekend? My Father's Day weekend was great. I cooked a few steaks for my dad and, uh, you know, cooked it over Kiavi wood. It came out great. Anyway, today is June 20th, 2022. It is currently 1.35 a.m. in the morning on a Monday. It's a federal holiday today. I think everyone's going to be celebrating Juneteenth. Juneteenth, well... I have no opinion on that. If you want to celebrate it, go right ahead. If you don't, don't. <laughs> okay. I do think it's a. I do think it's a holiday that was made up to insult Donald Trump. If you want to ask my opinion, uh, because before Donald Trump was uh, going to have a rally on Juneteenth, <laughs> guess what? Nobody really cared about it. I never heard about it in my entire life. I guess that's because I'm not black. I know some of my friends who are black did hear about Juneteenth. But even then, when Barack Obama was president for eight years, did you hear anything out of the left's mouth about Juneteenth? Did Barack Obama declare Juneteenth a national holiday? Absolutely not. Who was the person who declared Juneteenth a national holiday? Was it Donald Trump? Was it Joe Biden? Who the hell cares, right? But it wasn't Obama, America's first black president. Well, by the way, just in case you want to know, he's half black, but everybody considers him full black, including himself for some reason. But, you know, I really don't care. I I really, really don't. You know, most of the federal holidays, actually, I think most holidays I don't care about. Even Valentine's Day, you know, I, I just really don't care about it. Father's Day, Mother's Day, you know, it's, it's great, you know, and birthdays are good, Christmas, but even Christmas, I think, you know, Christmas, I think, you know, I, I'm not into buying gifts for all of my friends. I really don't. You're going to go broke, you're going to go broke, like, you know, just buying gifts for everyone. I'd rather buy gifts for myself. Why can't we have a gift giving selfie? you know, holiday, right? This is a gift giving to yourself holiday. That'll be just great. Like on one day, you get that day off and you can get this and you get to spend whatever you want on yourself. I think that should be a really, really good federal holiday. Anyway, how was your weekend, by the way? <laughs> My weekend, it started off great. And then I, um, on Saturday, uh, I think this was maybe at one in the morning, I decided to sharpen some paper cutters and I was sharpening this paper cutter that I swear the blade on this is just incredible. Uh, and I said, I'm going to make, I can make this blade like sharp, really, really, really sharp. And I did. And then I was oiling the blade and accidentally my ring finger on my left hand touched it and it, it ran upwards. The the way you don't want the, your finger to run on the blade. You want, if you want to touch a blade, you want to r- rub it lightly from left to right across the blade perpendicular, never parallel, never on the blade. And that's what happened. That's what happened on my ring finger. And it cut it. Oh, it, it, it cut about, a, I think, a little, little less than a quarter inch. 
immediately I said, oh, this is not good. And it didn't, I know there's no pain at all because the blade's so damn freaking sharp. And um, immediately I, I uh, put some pressure on it, bandaged it up really quick, and uh, didn't get too much blood, but I knew if I didn't do that, there would have been a lot of blood. Um, so uh, got it all bandaged, bandaged up really, really nice and tight. Um, took it off today and did a little butterfly bandages, and it looks like it's going to heal up okay in about a week or so. Um, no stitches at all. By the way, I've never gotten stitches on any cuts on my hands or anything that I've done that way. You know, but when you cut your hands, there's so many veins in there. It bleeds a lot. It just freaks me out. Really, really so. But now my left hand is kind of handicapped. It's just so weird when you lose a portion of a, I guess, lose a finger. Not lose, lose use of a finger. Whether or not it's your thumb or any or your ring finger, it's really hard to do things. And you don't and you don't want to put pressure on it because if you put some pressure on it, you're scared that it may pop open the uh, I guess the the uh, pop open the the wound, right? So I'm very delicate with my left hand. I'm not carrying anything with my left hand. Uh, all my everything I need to do. Luckily, I'm right-handed. But you know, I do wipe my butt with my left hand. So now I'm wiping my butt with my right hand, and it feels like it just feels really weird. I think. Wiping your butt is kind of like signing your name. <laughs> you know, hate to be so like graphic here, but you know, if you try to sign your name, like for me, I can sign it on my right hand. You put, you put a pen on my left hand. It feels like, it looks like I'm, you know, I, I didn't graduate kindergarten, right? But wiping my butt, I, I'm a left-handed wipe, I guess, butt wiper. Wiping my butt with the, with the right hand, it just feels weird. Really, really weird like that. I'm not even sure if I'm getting it clean under there, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but, We'll just pray for the best, right? Okay, I know you don't want me to talk about that, but that just came to my head. All right, so what else happened this weekend? Joe Biden took a spill on his bike. Now, a lot of you are, are probably questioning, you know, is Joe Biden mentally competent? Is this, is this an example of him just, you know, being like, uh, I guess, <laughs> a progression of old age, the way he fell down. And, and my answer, even though I hate this dude and I think he's like an, an idiot and evil and corrupt, I don't think he meant to, I, I don't think this is a sign of old age. And to tell you the truth, I've done something very, very similar. Uh, I ride road bike, by the way. Um, you know, I didn't start off riding road bike, but I started, I started maybe about 10 years ago. I love it. And I ride on these uh, clipless pedals, and uh, what you do is you clip into there, and you have to kind of move your feet at a right at a at a, at a forty five degree angle uh, with your heel out to actually get out. Now, what happens if you don't click out and uh, clip out in time? Uh, well, you fall down like how Joe Biden does. Now he wasn't wearing clipless; he was actually wearing toe clips. And uh, toe clips are really really dangerous. Now I'm not sure why he's wearing toe clips because. I don't think toe clips, you know, give you that much of an advantage. Uh, the reason why you may want to wear a clip, or, or they, they call it clipless, is that it may give you a little advantage of just pulling up on the pedals when you get a little tired. But even then, I, I think it's, I think you lose a lot of downstroke momentum or downstroke pressure. So if you have a really good flat pedal, uh, it, it, you can actually hit, smash that pedal a lot more. Uh, but why is an old person like that? You just not, riding around with flat pedals. Uh, my parents, they're avid mountain bikers. I mean, avid bicyclists, right? Avid road bikers. And they ride around with, with platform pedals, flat pedals, right? They're, they're called flat pedals or platform pedals. And they have oversized platform pedals that I found on, on Facebook. Really, really nice ones that really give them a nice downstroke. And if anything ever happens you know, to them and they have to build their bike, they're not clipped in. So <laughs> nothing like Joe Biden would happen. 
Now, you know, Joe Biden, he's, he's like, you know, getting up there in age. And, uh, you know, if he can't get out of his toe clips, you know, very, very efficiently, which are, which are really hard to do anyway when you're starting out biking, um, that happens. So uh, I, don't, I, I just think it was a poor choice. He should ride with platform pedals. I do believe that, you know, people should be riding bike into whatever age they think they should be. Uh, there's a lot more... Um, there's a, there's a lot more issues when it comes to riding bike that, that when you get older, I think you, things you shouldn't do. Like say, for example, Joe Biden shouldn't be bombing hills at 60 miles per hour. He, he shouldn't be trying to negotiate traffic and ride in and out of traffic. Uh, that's what I do. You know, I'm a very, I'm a very dangerous road biker. Like, like when I go down hills, like I'll, I'll go down at 50 miles per hour, 63 miles per hour. Um, I think the fastest I've been on it is about 63 miles per hour. And I tell you what, it feels like you're going Mach, Mach 10. Why don't we just use a, use a Top Gun Maverick thing, right? I feel like I'm going Mach 10 with my heads on, with my hair on fire. But, um, but yeah, yeah, like I don't think people who are old should do that, do do that at all. So, uh, you know, I know this video is being played left and right, and a lot of people are making fun of Joe Biden, but eh, I'm not going to go there. I feel kind of, you know, sad for the guy, and I just hope he's not hurt, all right? But uh, it is what it is, people, right? Now, here's what <laughs> I saw this article that just came out earlier today, and, uh, this is what has bothered me more than anything else, uh, more than Joe Biden, uh, you know, taking a spill on his bike. It's, it's this article put out by, who is this put out by? The Guardian, all right? Oh, wow, really, The Guardian. And it, it, the, the, title, the title of it reads, Searing Testimony Increases Odds of Charges Against Trump, Experts Say. Now, in this article, two former federal prosecutors uh, make the argument that all of these January 6th hearings that were that are just coming out for the last week, uh, which started with the primetime special that nobody watched. Okay, let, let's just be very honest. 12 networks, 20 million people. That's a very, very small audience. The audience there should be closer and upwards of maybe about 150 million people, but they got 20 million. If you're listening to this podcast, odds are you didn't, you know, stay to watch throughout that entire hearing because there's nothing new that you learned. Okay, right. But here, but here, here's what they're saying. That Donald Trump, you know, they're saying Donald Trump should now be criminally prosecuted because of the evidence being presented at these January 6th hearings. Now, I didn't watch any of it, right? I'm just hearing clips of what they're, I'm, I'm hearing their arguments. And these hearings, by the way, are just one-sided arguments, okay? These hearings, you know, they, there's Donald Trump and his team are not allowed to introduce a defense, right? They're not allowed, they're only giving a one-sided argument, like how they did when they tried to impeach him. And, you know, they're trying to convict him in in this, uh, I guess, in the public arena right now. That's what they're doing. That's what these hearings are for. Now, here's the thing. The, the lawyer, their argument is, is that because Donald Trump, because Donald Trump believed that the election was stolen and, be, and because... Uh, some of his advisors and, you know, other like minions that surround him did not believe, did not share that same opinion. He is actually guilty of the, of an insurrection because he kept pushing out the narrative that, that there was voter fraud during the 2020 election. Now, for me, I believe that there was, and I believe there's, that there's evidence. There's actually mountains and mountains of evidence of voter fraud out there. Do you remember right after the, the, um, 
right after the election results were actually, uh, uh, I guess, um, presented, uh, Rudy Giuliani, he went across the nations and he, he held hearing after hearing and he gave a really good in-depth amount of, I think, hours and hours and hours of testimony of, of evidence of voter fraud. And Democrats even actually included, Democrats were included in the, in this testimony saying things are not going well here. All right. Now, none of that evidence was ever introduced in court, never allowed in court, and never, never cross-examined. Now, evidence is one thing, okay? Now, whether or not it's true evidence, that can, can always be debated in court. But for some reason, the Democrats and the rhinos, and even some very weak, very, very weak justices, did not even want to take up the case. They didn't even want to hear the theory. Because, I mean, that that makes me so, like upset. It really, really does. Why don't you just want to hear it? Now, when I hear it, when I hear the argument, it sounds pretty compelling to me. You know, these 2,000 mules, these Dominion machines. You know, here's the thing. These Dominion machines that count, why do they have an option that votes can be weighted? Why do you even create an option that way, right? You know, why were they connected to the internet? Why were people, why were the poll watchers not allowed to go into the, not allowed to observe? Right? Why were these, why were these, um, mail-in ballots, why, why did Mark Zuckerberg give $200,000, you know, to swing states, you know, I mean, swing counties to get out the vote counties when that's actually illegal? Why can't we debate that? And, and when we come to the news, Hunter Biden's laptop, Every single news organization out there, including social media art, social media companies, said that that was false Russia propaganda that was brought up on the debate stage when Trump brought it up. Um, Biden said it was Russian propaganda. Chris Wallace said it was Russian propaganda. They just brushed it uh, right under the rug. And it, guess what? Now we find out two years later, oh, that it was all true, that it was actually Hunter Biden's laptop. It wasn't Russian propaganda and that they all lied. Oh, wait a minute. And they found out that if the public knew about this, it would have actually mattered to them and they would have not voted for this corrupt son of a bitch. And now we got this corrupt son of a bitch in power. This is what we have now. So there is voter fraud on multiple levels. Not only the Dominion machines. We can throw the Dominion machines out, right? There's the mules, the 2,000 mules. There's Mark Zuckerberg giving millions of dollars to the DNC campaign, which you can't do. Hey, you give over a couple thousand dollars, you can go to jail. Mark Zuckerberg gave hundreds of millions of dollars because you can do it through all the different back channels. They're so smart, right? They're really, really smart. And then all of a sudden, you have that Pennsylvania, you know, former congressman convicted of ballot box stuffing in all of the elections, 2018, all the way down from before, except for 2020, because in 2020, apparently, the Democrats said, this congressman, all of a sudden, he got a conscience, and he said, you know what? I don't want to cheat anymore. I just don't. And no one filled his shoes. There's no investigation going on right now. None. And that's just one. So if one person does it, oh, maybe there's another. And what were the de- what's the Democrats' excuse that, oh, this congressman is actually stuffing ballots. And they're saying, oh, he just did it for fun. He really didn't do it to affect the outcome of elections. Really? You know, there's all these Project Veritas videos of other, uh, of other what do you call ballot stuffers out there. And we're supposed to believe that, oh, what they do can't really affect an election. Why do they do it then? Why do they get paid? 
Why is that? Oh, we're not allowed to ask that question. Here's the difference. Stacey Abrams, Hillary Clinton, when they talk about voter fraud, they just make crap up. Oh, it's Russia, Russia, Russia. Stacey Abrams can't even explain how, how, uh, how, um, how she got her, how her election got stolen. She just says, oh, the, there is voter suppression. They talked bad. They weren't allowed to come to the voting booth, the voting booth when they actually were. Okay. Now, right, we actually have some evidence that Hillary was allowed to present her evidence. Remember the Russian dossier? Remember the Russian dossier and the FBI did all of their huge investigation, right? And we had Comey up there lying, lying his pants off. And, and guess what they found? And, and, uh, and Adam Schiff, you know, lying, lying his, through his teeth, pencil neck Adam Schiff. And they could do this for three years. The media lying, lying. Everyone's just lying, lying, lying. And it's okay. It's okay for them to keep doing it and to possibly impeach Trump to do this over a lie. And then they tell you Trump will put America's democracy in danger when they're the ones weaponizing the FBI, the CIA, lying to the public, weaponizing the media, right? Right. And then using, you know, you know, the process of impeachment to take out Trump because they just don't like him. They really don't like him. He is a threat to them. That's the only reason why. And that is a threat to democracy. What, I mean, what, during Trump's reign, Right during Trump's four years, what type of threat did he pose to our democracy? And right now, I mean, I'll, I'll just I'll just lay this right on the table. January sixth, all this crap that's going, all these hearings, they're they're saying that's an insurrection. That what you know, you're going to show up to an insurrection. By the way, leave all your guns at home. Just just come there with a Trump flag on and a selfie stick. And I see all these Capitol Police officers crying, saying, this was like war. Oh, my God, this was like, I was in a war zone. Really? So apparently in Ukraine, you know, instead of sending Ukraine weapons, right, to, to, make, to, to make sure Russia is not imposing an insurrection, because, you know, Russia is coming in there with tanks and guns because they're actually putting on a true insurrection, right? They want to overtake Ukraine. That's what a real insurrection looks like. But apparently, no, a real, ins a real insurrection is, is if Russia showed up with Trump capes on and a selfie stick, and then all of a sudden, Capitol Police officers on the front line was like, oh my God, I can't believe they showed up with Trump, with Trump capes. We got to shoot them dead. You know, during these Trump, during these uh, insurrection hearings, quote unquote insurrection hearings, they said that five Capitol Police officers died. Five of them. There are five deaths. And five deaths, five people who died from from the January 6th insurrection. That's a lie, right? Brian Sitnik, he died from a stroke. Remember, he was the one that apparently got hit over by a fire extinguisher and they put his body over there in the Capitol Rotunda where rhino Republicans like Mitt Romney could go up there and just put their hand on the casket for a photo and make them feel like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about this happened. And Chuck Schumer and all Nancy Pelosi said, this cop died to protect us. It was great. And it was all a lie. He died of a stroke. He was a Trump supporter. They paraded around his dead body to push a false narrative. The same thing they did, you know, for three years with the Russian dossier. The Democrats are freaking liars. All right. They're freaking, freaking liars. The other four cops who died, unfortunately they died, they died of suicide. They died of suicide. And there's no evidence linking their 
their death to what happened on January 6th, okay? None. Now, there was one person who died on January 6th from a gunshot wound, and that was Ashley Babbitt. And her name, her name was actually not even mentioned during the January 6th hearing. They didn't even want to investigate why that cop, that one Capitol Police officer, stared at Ashley Babbitt, knew for a fact she was coming over there. She's 5'4", and he was saying, I feel threatened by this 5'4 woman who lays, who, who weighs maybe about 103, soaking wet, right? Wearing a Trump cape, and he shot her point blank in the neck. How do you like that? That's murder to me. And what did they do? They gave this guy a medal. <laughs> what an idiot. That guy's, that's the, that right there is just bad police copying, right? If that's even a word, right? That's just bad. That is bad actions by a cop. You just shot someone innocent right there and you panicked, all right? Maybe you don't deserve to go to jail, but man, that is as close to manslaughter as you can get, right? And that, there should have been charges brought up. Imagine if, imagine if a black person was climbing into there. We're not even saying he's a Trump supporter. It's a black person climbing into there. And a white cop shot that black person and he was unarmed wearing an Obama cape. I bet that white cop would be considered a racist and then would go to jail. Not for manslaughter, but for like first degree murder. Because apparently they would find something that premeditated his racism. Maybe he was born white, right? And that's premeditation because he has it out for, out for blacks. And that's what happens. This cop who shot Ashley Babbitt was black. She's white. She's a Karen, right? So she doesn't get a fair shake. The killer of her gets a medal and we're supposed to be happy about it and they're not even investigating that about january 6th all they're worrying about they're worrying about their number one threat to power and that's donald trump and that's why they're putting all these hearings this right here is impeachment number three and since they can't impeach him because he's out of office now they're trying to send him to jail they're trying to convict donald trump and what are they trying to convict him this is how loose their, their argument is, they're saying every time Donald Trump mentioned that these, that these, um, that the, that the 2020 election was actually stolen, he, 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 um, he spun up the crowd. He, he gave birth to this conspiracy theory that made them go nuts and made them want to overtake, overtake the entire, like, you know, or, or like, I guess turn over the entire election. Now, let me ask you this one thing. We're going to, we're going to skip around here. Mike Pence, did Mike Pence actually have the power to overturn the election? The answer is no. So right now what the media is telling you that, that Donald Trump wanted Mike Pence to overturn the election by invalidating these votes, the answer was no. Okay? What is Mike Pence in there for? He's not in there for some, some ceremonial purposes. He is in there to validate the electoral votes. That is his role right there. And he has the right to invalidate electoral votes if he sees any type of inconsistency and then kick it back to the state legislators of that, uh, of that contested state. So, for example, in Pennsylvania, for Pennsylvania, and there's a very good argument that all of the, all of the votes there could be invalidated. Because why? Well, the state legislature actually has control of the entire voting process. All the voting laws that, that come down by our United States Constitution is controlled by each state legislature, not the Supreme Court. 
Now, what happens over there in Pennsylvania? Well, in the 11th hour, I want to say the 12th hour, right? All of a sudden, you know, Joe Biden gets his lawyers over there and gets his crony Supreme Court justices over there. And they say, we're going to change the way, the way, um, they count votes, mail-in ballots specifically. Cause we don't want them counted before the provisional vote. We want them counted after the provisional vote. And we want it counted weeks after the, after the provisional vote. Weeks after. Not just the day after. Weeks after. Right? Isn't that, now, this is kind of strange, right? You know, you have, you have counties, you have states, like say Texas, right? Texas and Florida, you can count the, the, the mail-in ballots before the provisional vote right away. Right away. But in all of these swing states that count, that Joe Biden had to win, they can't count it the same day or before the provisional votes. They need to count it weeks after. Right? And here's the thing with in Pennsylvania. Now, who, who changed that law? The Supreme Court did, not the state legislature. So right, that right there is not constitutional. That right there is stealing our democracy. That's the definition of stealing our democracy. And who's doing it? The Democrats. Okay. Now they did this to other, other, um, uh, other states as well. Other states, you know, Arizona, uh, Georgia, <laughs> like, uh, Minnesota. They did this. So every single state that, that, um, that Joe Biden actually won, they, the Supreme Court came in there or lawyers came in there, not the state legislatures now, and changed the way votes were counted. The state legislature never voted for these things. You know, things like saying, oh, we're going to, um, do all mail-in voting for, for all the ballots. And then on top of that, voter ID is, we're not going to verify their signature and voter ID, none. Absolutely none. <laughs> so what do you end up having? Well, you have, a, you have, you ended up having more people voting than people living in certain areas. In certain counties, there's more people voting than people who lived in the actual area. You know? And, and it's, and some other places, you had more people voting. You know, you had people who voted before who had been dead for about 20 something years. <laughs> I think it was Joe Frazier's father, who's been dead for like about, you know, 60 years, has been voting Democrat all those 60 years. It's just amazing. I mean, he is the most loyal Democrat voter of all time. But apparently there's no voter fraud. This doesn't happen. This really, really doesn't happen. I want to ask you one thing. You know, the, the Democrats keep saying, you know, we are all for voter rights. But why do, and they care all about election integrity. But they want to pass laws where there's no voter ID, no signature verification. You can count mail-in ballots right, you know, for weeks after the, the, after the provisional vote. And on top of that, they want to automatically register people to vote when they turn 18. But it doesn't mean they actually are going to get, uh, get a ballot. Okay. So for example, you have a son or, son or a daughter right now. She turns 18. Her name is registered to vote. So right now her name is saying, Oh, so and so. Why don't we just make up a name? Like, you know, you know, uh, Angelo. Angelo can actually vote right now, right? But Angelo didn't put his mail address or nothing on there, right? So we're not going to send it to him. But you know what? Someone can. Someone can register for him. And you know, we, we don't even have to verify his ID. We're just going to send them a mail-in ballot. A mail-in ballot. And all of a sudden, Angelo's voting, even though he doesn't give a crap. <laughs> okay? And the Angelo who's voting now... Who, who the hell knows? It may be a Republican. It may, may be a Democrat. It may be someone from the Green Party. But it's not secure when you do it that way. I just explained it to you, you know, right then. It's, it's so easy to explain it to you. But when you, but when you explain it to a Democrat, all they would do is say, "Well, 
We're just trying to avoid racism that's actually was built in America. And voter ID is so racist because we don't know many minorities like blacks and Chinese and Japanese who actually have IDs. So it's, and it's so hard to get an ID. I'm not sure if they, they can. <laughs> it's, like, you know, it's, it, it's just one of those things that just bug me. What, you know, it, it, just, it just bugs me, irks me. Oh. What am I doing here? Talking to you folks about this. <laughs> oh, I should be watching Amazing Spider-Man, right? I really, really should. But anyway, anyway, people, um, I'm going to go uh, end this podcast right now. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, I'm going to be reviewing uh, Top Gun soon. I have uh, Pitmaster Keith, who will be over, uh, and I'm, I want to get his opinion. I want to have more than just one person reviewing Top Gun. Maybe I'll even get Movie Guy Keone re- reviewing it. So maybe I can do that podcast tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. I will be talking to you soon, and I am out of here. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.